You are listening to a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are solely those of the program producer or sponsor and not those of NRG Media LLC. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. It's nice, but it's a little hazy outside. There's a lot of smoke rolling through the heartland. That's because some things are uh, on fire understand that it's uh, coming from Minnesota, but I think some things are on fire out in Washington, D.C., and that's the focus of this program, keeping on top of what is happening in the changes with health care, in particular as it relates to the Affordable Care Act. And uh, now recently, what we were going to uh, spend some time this week talking about a new proposed rule that's going to have a major impact on all of us as patients because it uh, really defines some major changes for healthcare providers. And so we're going to spend the second segment breaking down that rule. Sean McGuire here, host of the show, been doing this for three years. Just enough time to take a look at some of the headlines this week that caught the attention of the organization that produces this program, which is Edie Bellis Online at edbellisinc.com. They keep a track of everything as it relates to the Affordable Care Act uh, and helping you understand what is coming. And the number one story we saw this week, first of all, was in Politico, Obamacare's November surprise. Many consumers are looking to see rate increases for the first time in November 1st. And the reason why is when they pass the law, there's a major process that goes through that uh, insurance companies have to go through each year to determine which products and the price of said products on these ACA marketplaces. And they're actually going through that right now and submitting their rates to each state. Each state can then approve or not approve, and then they can make the recommendations to the federal government, which has the final say in many ways, because they put in some protections to make sure that certain insurance companies didn't uh, give massive uh, insurance increases. But they also gave them a lot of wiggle room, too, when in how they work with uh, networks, deductibles, and other things. And... According to this political article, one of these things uh, is uh, is being driven by the fact that United Healthcare Group, a company that we've uh, talked about here on the show, uh, said that they are uh, leaving uh, the marketplaces for many years, or for many states rather. And recently, uh, one of their main competitors, another big dog, Aetna's CEO, said his company expects to break even, uh, but said the legislative fixes are necessary in order for this to, this marketplace to be sustainable. As these insurance companies begin pulling out, you're going to see less choice and essentially higher prices across the board. And 2017, as we've said on this program many times, is expected to be in that uh, in, in, in line with what we're talking about here. And we're starting to see, according to Senator John Barrasso, the beginning of the so-called insurance death spiral. Uh, that is insurance companies leaving. There are major protections in the law to pay these insurance companies for the uh, individuals that are in the plans that are that are health unhealthy and quite expensive. Turns out to be that there's more than they had originally predicted, and it's not done a good enough job at attracting younger, healthier people uh, because the prices ha have continued to go up. So we've got quite... A quagmire, and we'll spend the second half of the program. Alan Hager is joining us here uh, in a moment. Uh, we are going to spend uh, some time here in the second half of the program visiting about uh, the political impacts of all of this uh, in the November election now that there are two, essentially, uh, candidates uh, go going on this with uh, quite different views on health care, or are they uh, different views? We will discuss that, but we will also discuss... The political fallout of this law, uh, you know, the presidential race is important, but what we haven't 
really realized and talked about is that uh, we've got some major congressional races happening, and the United States Senate is set to be uh, quite the battleground. Uh, it's this uh, this series. I think it's series three uh, senators. So that each every two years, thirty three senators are up for reelection, and this uh, particular group of thirty three has been quite um, quite vulnerable over time. Uh, in 2006, for example, um, they, uh, I believe it was this same class of senators that switched, uh, went heavy from uh, Republican to Democrat and then recently switched back again. And so um, w- it, we'll see. And it, I can tell you what, if we have a divided government again, that's going to have a, a major impact on not only this legislation, uh, but other legislation that affects Healthcare. So we're going to take a timeout here on the program. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to uh, break down this MACRA rule. The MACRA is an acronym for um, uh, the uh, Medicare or is a Medicare <laughs> and CHIP uh, Reapl- Re- Reinforcement Act, I believe. Wow. Yeah, that, I don't know where they come up with these names. They should come up with more creative names. But anyways, this law re- uh, got rid of and reformed. A, uh, a formula to uh, pay f- patient, pay physicians, and uh, proposed a new rule, and combined a bunch of uh, other government rules and regulations that had already been created. So they think they're streamlining it. Are they? Uh, we'll find out when we come back here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Sean McGuire and HealthReformExplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Great to have you here. 402-342-1290, 402-342-1290 if you have any questions thoughts or concerns anything you want to talk about the the uh the microphone is yours uh there still is a democracy in our view and so we're we're willing to to share that with you uh today thank you so much for your time alan hager here on the program welcome back how you doing uh thank you very much doing great and glad to be back feeling better yeah absolutely that's good that's good until you saw this thing and then you probably wanted to puke oh yeah there yep totally so we've got this macro rule yeah which is uh which is quite quite complex. Nine hundred and some pages uh, of uh, of of a proposed rule that's going to have uh, a major impact. Now it's important to understand the rulemaking process first of all, uh, and the rulemaking process is uh, s- somewhat similar to how the legislative process goes, because they'll have an interim proposed rule or some proposed rule like we have right here, where they give us the first look, and then they allow a comment period where industry people can comment at up until a certain point and then they will do a proposed regulation proposed right. final rule yes and then there's another period and then it expires right. so on and so forth and then we'll have a proposed regulation process on repeats and on itself and on. then it comes a final regulation and that's when it's really the law and that's where compliance with all this stuff really has to go but before we get into this uh, just wanted to set that up uh, we do have a, a, a caller on the program, uh, Patrick, here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Are you uh, ready to go? Good morning, Patrick. How are you doing? Hi. I, I really like your program. I'll try and keep to the facts here. Uh, my father, who's deceased now, sat on the board of Mutual United of Omaha when they were at one time the largest health insurance company in America. 
And one of the biggest problems facing these health insurance companies before Obamacare stepped in was that you literally have across this country thousands of doctors, uh, many hospitals and clinics that frankly are falsely billing uh, these health insurance companies for services uh, that are questionable, sometimes not even being done. That was one of the problems uh, with the health insurance industry. Uh, John Hancock, the New York Life, the Prudential, Mutual United of Omaha here in Omaha got out of the game. Now, my question is this. With Obamacare, what in God's name do you think is going to stop these doctors, okay, and these clinics and local hospitals from doing the same uh, when they're now basically billing the government, let's face it, okay, Sean, uh, for these services? Uh, you can't put a stop to it. It's out of control. We're just seeing the tip, the tip of the iceberg with these costs going up. You got the floor. I agree. Hey, Patrick, thanks for for the call here on America's Healthcare Challenge four zero two three four two twelve ninety. And just uh, to his point, um, it was even um, exacerbated a little bit more with Humana, the fourth largest insurer, uh, real, uh, revealing that um, they reported a forty six percent fall in quarterly profit uh, as a result of. Uh, uh, these ACA plans. And uh, to Patrick's point of we're not even beginning to see the tip of the iceberg, I couldn't agree more. Uh, there is a lot coming. Right. That's oh, we yeah. Well, this and, program. well, and to jump ahead a little bit, I think that if you look at this macro rule, you know, we've talked about it multiple times on the show. You know, it really is so complex. You know, a CIO out of Beth Israel said that no mere human can understand the macro rule. And it really leaves uh, physicians uh, with two uh, options. The first is to become a salaried uh, staff member delivering clinical care or become a hospital-based clinician exempted from the madness. So uh, as uh, this one author said in a Politico article, it's hard for me to imagine implementing uh, this uh, model as written in the time frame suggested because it doesn't give a lot of time. This rule looks like it goes into effect in 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, I could honestly say, as we've said many times before, as we move down this path of so-called meaningful use and other things and uh, EHR is becoming Let's explain mandatory. This meaningful use because that's an, one of the three important components that they look to streamline. What was meaningful use well, for the listeners? Well, meaningful use was a uh, term that was used to uh, de determine, uh, you know, quality standards and other items, incentivize hospitals going on to EHR records uh, and uh, uh, giving them incentives to do that. But at the same time, they had to meet the benchmarks to receive the uh, payouts from the government if they met the meaningful use criteria. And as we know, Back, I think it was 2013 or 2012, 2013, they were still writing the rules as, as they went along. And so uh, now they're talking about changing the meaningful use standards uh, from calling it meaningful use to, I think it was something like advanced care information. So uh, they want to replace it with a new program. The four performance categories that uh, physicians will be, um, I guess, uh, if they're participating in this program, but they essentially are going to have to be in the, if they want to make the resources that they need to keep the lights on so right. that they can continue to see patients. Yep. Quality, 50% of the score. Advanced care information, 25% of the score. Clinical practice improvement activities. And cost or resource use. Uh, it does consolidate those three other government programs. One was the physician quality reporting system. Um, kind of uh, met with uh, some venom from the committee because it uh, just was not uh, really set up correctly. And uh, it was a part of, it was expanded in the Affordable Care Act. The value-based modifier program and this meaningful use are all, all consolidated. And well, I remember meaningful use technically is replaced by the uh, advanced care information, which you uh, referred to earlier. To qualify for, for uh, enf enhanced payments under this new re rule, um, they must uh, have a clear thesis that they are testing the required. I mean, they've got to jump through all these hoops. What were those hoops you, you listed on Health IT News just on the technology side of things that they're going to have to go through? Oh, it's, uh, 
They're going to have to use a 2014-2015 edition certified EHR. They're going to have to report on either eight stage two or six stage three advancing care information objectives. And remember, that's meaningful use objectives and measures. Attest to their cooperation in good faith with surveillance and uh, ONC direct review of their EHR system. And finally, attest to their support for health information exchange and the prevention of information blocking. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Back to the big picture, you know, um, CMS estimates, so Center for Medicare Medicaid Services, the people that put together this rule. And, again, this was a piece of legislation that was recently passed not too long ago. Right. And so, again, if you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at Congress for passing this crazy. But I think both sides got somehow got together on this. Yeah. So, <laughs> CMS, in 2019, the first year, there will be a payment consequence for, for, not, uh, for not participating. Right. $500 million is exceptional payments are available will be distributed to engage clinicians. So they're basically bribing them to engage again. Um, further agency will make around 200 million in incentive payments that year. Um, but they plan to propose, uh, give more, uh, information, but I just wanted to point out two comments on, and this is on health affairs and this is a great breakdown and it's done by some really smart people. I know, know a couple of them. Okay. Charles Towton, MD, there's only two comments, but they're both from physicians. A mature physician, surgeon, and practice for 40 years. I do not relish the impersonal bureaucratic rules being pushed on us caring physicians. These regulations will hasten the retirement of many valuable and experienced clinicians who are not impressed with the glitz of the new wave changes, including the often inferior electronic medical records. I foresee a wave of retirements. Uh, Dr. Ronald E. Feldman. This is, is the price we now pay for spending 8 to 15 years learning our profession. Implementation will cost billions of taxpayers and will penalize competent and hardworking physicians who do not have time to jump through government hoops to extract, um, to extract, let's see, uh, to extract a fraction of what we need. they need to survive financially. Others will game the system. Someone with common sense needs to put the brakes on this disaster. With 50% of more physicians reporting burnout now, what will it look like then? Yeah, and, you know, that's what we've talked about all the time is, you know, even starting three or four years ago, we said that meaningful use was going to drive doctors two ways. One, to more of a hospital-based payment system or they were going to outright revolt and retire. And so we see that happening. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with those those quotes because we, we said it three years ago. Well, I just wanted you to hear um, some, what, what some people who are actually involved in, in all of these rules have to, have to feel about, about this, and it's quite sad. And I, I hope the policymakers uh, can see that as well. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, up ahead next, uh, we've got uh, we're going to talk a little bit about tax reform and how tax reform would even uh, play into uh, reforming the Affordable Care Act. You kind of have to do that if you want to change some of these pain point areas. And I got some good intelligence this week that I want to share with you. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be right back. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. And welcome back to the show. You know, there's been kind of a uh, 
Well, there's been a lot happening in technology, and uh, we visited about that here on the program. Uh, but some couple companies have uh, really jumped on on the bandwagon early as far as uh, getting into price transparency. And we've had some people on the program who specialized in that. And the, and the, the idea is recently, I guess about three to four years ago, they released payment information on Medicare, which showed uh, why uh, there are different uh, discrepancies in uh, price for certain health care procedures. Remember, it's a fee-for-service system for now. Remember, because in 2020, uh, things are going to be changing a little bit. But for now, there are certain places, even within our same community, that you could probably get uh, a certain procedure like an X-ray or an MRI. Or I think there's, a, there's quite a few laundry lists uh, th that the prices could range from $400 to $4,000, for example, for some of these procedures. And so the idea is, well, if, if consumers thought knew more about the price, they would actually uh, maybe shop around and become better healthcare consumers. And I, I think that's a great idea. And they're certainly starting to see higher deductibles, which means that they're having to come up with uh, costs out of, out of pocket and so on and so forth. But the problem is also... Um, the, the healthcare industry, and especially through insurance, people it's kind of a hidden... Nobody knows who's paying for anything. You know what I mean? You're not physically handing cash right. across the table. And so a, couple, uh, a, store, uh, 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 a study released uh, showed that there are these two big companies that have these price transparency tools, and then they're selling these to these big bigger organizations for their employees. And um, unfortunately, only about 10% of people are actually using these these tools and question is we were talking about this Alan is like is that I mean do even um, do tools like this even work it has to be some sort of a different uh, approach I think there has to be a change of behavior well I, th I would agree with that uh, that when it comes to price transparency there needs to be uh, buy-in from I think hospitals uh, and clinicians and, and clinics and, and other organizations and you know I've been doing some research and study on this and you know here in town, there was an organization that had price transparency, and it kind of went away. And I'm not sure that it was very effective. But uh, you know, Intermountain Healthcare, based out of Salt Lake, is one of the pioneers in that regard. Uh, on the hospital side, they actually take uh, the EMR and they try to leverage it. They have uh, physician uh, management engineers who sit around and actually clock like physicians doing a surgery or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they actually try and figure out uh, the cost. And so then they put that up and, you know, you can go to their website and actually find out what something's going to cost because they've actually done the research uh, in their facility to actually do it. And hopefully some point here soon, we'll have the Intermountain CEO on to talk about some of these nice. uh, things uh, that, that are, are, are coming down the pipe you know, they're not only talking about price transparency, but they're very big in telehealth and telemedicine as well. So uh, just to give you kind of a full picture of uh, this awesome healthcare organization out of Utah. Yeah, they are. They are really uh, definitely on the front of um, all of these things. But what um, what strategies, I mean, could could one even employ to, to helping people understand, you know, these changes are. Or do we, do we have to just go about a, an approach a completely different way? I think we need to go up. I, I do think that it's so complex right now, you know, because you have your employer. If you have employee-based uh, health care plans or an individual plan and they negotiate, well, you know, you've got to take that into account to even get down to a basic granular cost. And then you have to add all the discounts in that hospitals or individuals are afforded and then apply your deductible, which is you know, there's so much that goes into costs, not to mention codes. You know, you're talking about, IC, we've talked about ICD-9, ICD-10 uh, a lot of times before on the show. Well, if you don't have the right codes, and sometimes you may not have that until you actually get out of surgery, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, then, you know, you don't necessarily know what's going to happen, you know, because one code may be $100, a hundred dollar bill, another code may be a ten thousand dollar bill. So I mean, there's a lot of different complexities to it that some would have to take into account. Yeah, I mean it really is a lot going on. Um and 
people just have to buy in too. Yeah. Really. Well, yeah, it's a matter of changing people's behavior of not knowing what it costs to now, you know, you want to know what it costs. You want to know what it's going to cost you. You want to know what it's going to cost your insurance carrier. You want to know what you're paying to the hospital or to the doctor's office. You know, it's like going to a car dealer and seeing the price, the sticker on the car. You know, is that the final price? Maybe, maybe not, depending on how you negotiate with uh, the car dealer. You can negotiate with your doctors. And don't forget, here in Nebraska, we pass direct primary care, which allows you to set a cash rate for, you know, to work with your doctor to negotiate those prices. What was the name of that bill? What was that? Uh, I believe it was a dire the direct primary bill for Nebraska. It was sponsored by uh, Senator Merv Reapy here in Omaha. Did it get good support? Yeah, it passed. It yeah. was like uh, 43, 44 to nothing. Oh, so that's good. So because it makes sense, it gives yeah. people opportunity and uh, uh, options where those options didn't exist before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think we're the one of what, 26 states that have that legislation. So, yeah, that that's that's part of the, the, the process. But it's like when you have insurance or if you're on Medicare, what you really don't have an incentive to shop around because you're just assuming that. And, and you're never going to see what it actually costs unless you pay attention to the bills. Exactly. And that's what we've been talking about with healthcare insurance that, you know, price transparency and personal responsibility, you know, you, you got to shop around. You know, I do, I have help. I have employer based coverage. I still shop around because I want the best rate. I don't want to be paying high deductibles. I want to be making sure that my family has good care. Do you think there'd be value in somebody being able to, uh, sit down with or having someone that an individual could sit down with that has you know needs with all of these things because i gosh got to tell you there's a lot of uh paperwork that you have to go through understanding what is this is not a bill even mean just a healthcare consultation right um I, you know i think there it'd be really great if a company out there did that oh wait services. you know i'm pretty sure there is one here in yeah. town yeah um and you could Check that out uh, just by going to info.edbellisinc.com if you just like a free consultation on how, um, you know, you, you can navigate these things and uh, look at all of your insurance, all of your bills, and uh, help you understand and get you on the right path. Uh, that organization would be happy to help you with that. And, you know, what? maybe you'll start seeing some locations uh, pop up in different places because I really think there is a need for somebody to just sit down and, and explain all of these changes as I go speak all over the place, I can't. Get, I can't. Uh, I wish I had a, a recorder to just kind of record all the questions and, and comments that everybody get. But it seems like every single person out there has their own healthcare story. Oh, and and that's going to be the case. I mean, you know, and it's not even just private insurance. It's Medicare. It's Medicaid. It's the VA. You know, everybody has their own horror stories that they've run into. I mean. In the VA, for example, one of my friends has a horror story. It almost killed him because they, w they didn't diagnose the right thing, and he ended up going to a private doctor who diagnosed uh, that he had uh, some, some very serious health issues, and uh, the, the VA ignored it. it. They ignored the warning signs. They ignored the symptoms. So, uh, you know, as I've been saying here recently, you know, if you expect great care for free, you're not going to get it. It's crazy to think that I could get something for free. You know, like a certain presidential candidate is saying, um, but it, it, you're not going to get good care for free. You got to pay something to get something. It, you get what you pay for. That's right. Yeah. Don't be fooled. If you expect to get something really good for nothing, you're going to be mistaken when it's garbage in my opinion. Right. So that's, you know, that is something to, to consider as you, um, you know, think about all of these things. But back to um, change in behavior, any any other thoughts or ideas that we could just throw out to, to, to people? I mean, we're just trying, you know, if you want to share a thought, 402-342-1290, but uh, I think diet has something mm -hmm. to do with it. Well, diet, personal responsibility, individual responsibility, uh, you know, 
taking care of yourself, walking, you know, resting. getting rid of processed foods and resting, you know, get making sure you get eight hours of sleep a day. You know, those are ways to take care of yourself and help lower your cost. You know, if you take medications, make sure you don't miss uh, when you're supposed to take those meds. So, I mean, there's ways to cut cost, but it has to be you, the listener, taking your own personal individual responsibility to do that. You know, it's kind of funny. The individual mandate was like the individual responsibility assessment or was the tax that uh, they used in in the law. But um, it's important stuff, folks. I'm not like I'm sitting up here saying I'm a paragon of health or anything like that, but um, try and do my part best that I can. And uh, I hope you do, too. 402-342-1290. If you want to to talk, we're going to visit a little bit of politics. We've... uh, got november election season coming up and so we're going to compare and contrast the two candidates on health care and determine if there might be a third party candidate coming into the race this is america's health care challenge back right after this are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services, including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Edie Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up to date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope all is going well with you. I'm doing all right. How you doing, Alan? I'm doing great. Glad to be back in the studio. Glad to be back. Yeah, great yes. to have you here. 402-342-1290. We got a line open, and as one is lighting up for us right now, if you would like to join the conversation going to talk a little politics here uh, this segment. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is, I know, your favorite <laughs> part of, uh, of the program. And so one of the uh, main headlines, I guess, this week was the Indiana primary was pretty much the final straw for the Republicans. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, looks like Donald Trump is the presumptive nominee and uh, has all but sealed up the, uh, nom- the Republican nomination for president. So... Can we uh, let the record stuff. reflect uh, who was the first person? <laughs> uh, I was one of the first people that predicted. Yeah, he was going to win. you 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 were you were there wearing your red "Make America Great Again" hat, and 
uh, back in October of last year, I believe it was. And uh, I must give you kudos this week. You were right on that, right on the money. Uh, I was wrong. I, <laughs> I supported Mike Huckabee and his uh, one state wishing a prayer of 3%. So uh, you <laughs> you got kudos. I got, you know, nothing. Well, it's just um... – but now I'm on board, so you know I I just know that um, name ID is so powerful in politics, and that guy has got name ID like you wouldn't even. I mean, everybody knows. I was watching Die Hard, one of the Die Hard movies. I think it was um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, or right came out in the '90s, or you know, and they they're like uh, she made a reference to Donald Trump in, right. in the movie. <laughs> well, there's lots of movies that have had references to Donald Trump in them, so. Oh, yeah, the guy's That's got... That's before he was a quote-unquote reality yeah. TV star. Yeah, and this guy's got, you know, he's, they av- they averaged it out, and he had something like $2 billion worth of free media in this past uh, primary season already up to this point. And, you know, he was just here in town yesterday, and that was a crazy you event. Went? Oh, yeah, I was there. I was about five rows from the front, and there was about 4,000 people there, so... Uh, loud, boisterous. There were protesters running up in uh, all kinds of different ways, yelling and chanting, stuff that I can't say on the air. <laughs> but it was, it certainly was crazy, to say the least. I had to go see the Trump. The Trump. What did you think of it? Oh, dude, it was. I can see why so many people get caught up in the spectacle. It's a show, man. It's all entertainment. It's like The Apprentice live. I mean. You just feel that passion and that energy from, you know, regular people. I mean, there was this was no rent a crowd like some candidates bought, like Jeb Bush or Ted Cruz. But guys, these are regular everyday Americans that are angry at their government, whether it's Obamacare, prisons, crime, you name it, they're angry. And they they they're making it felt, I think, on both sides of the aisle. You know, anger isn't a Republican thing, it's also a Democrat thing, too. Because you see Bernie Sanders out there. You know, I saw, uh, I think it was earlier this week, I saw where 2,000 physicians mm-hmm. supported uh, are supporting Sanders' single-payer plan. How many? 2,000. So, I mean, anger is not one side or the other. It's both sides. Mm-hmm. And so... uh it's going to be an interesting run to the general election now that we've got Hillary versus the Trumpster. And healthcare might come up, I guess. Um, I, I would think so. Oh, he brought it up yesterday. He wants, what did he say? He said he wants to repeal and replace Obamacare. So, well, I mean, we both know that that's not possible. Right. Yep. I mean, he was playing to the masses like he always does. So, Well, we know that... Um, Based upon, and we've played some clips here on uh, the show here before, mm-hmm. uh, especially we know that the the Democratic side is probably going to pay more attention to this issue than, than the Republican side. Um, and I, I think the uh, there there will be some, it will be more like the status quo, I think, if Hillary Clinton is the uh, eventual winner. I think Trump will, I, I don't know that he's going to have, I think it's going to be uh, all-out war um, for a while. Um, it, the first couple of years with him. I, I think if the first hundred days is going to set the the complete tone of, of his presidency, it's not even a question in my opinion. What he does in the first hundred days is going to determine the course of his presidency if he gets elected. Whether he, you know, how things go those first hundred days. And it also is going to depend on whether or not he has a Republican Congress, I think. If he has a Democrat Congress, it's going to be a holy war, man. I'm telling you, it's going to get ugly in Washington, D.C. Well, I wouldn't go too far saying if he has a Republican Congress, because I can tell you right now that there's a lot of people within the establishment still out there that uh, say that they'll never support him. And um, Well, Ben Sass here in Nebraska is one of those. So is he going to support Hillary Clinton then? Well, he said he's looking for a third-party alternative, which leads us into a conversation about who would that third-party nominee be. You know, I've heard that, you know, there's Republican donors looking at libertarians now, 
like Gary Johnson or Austin Peterson who are running for the Libertarian nomination, uh, trying to make them viable. But here's here's the catch to that. To be a third-party candidate, if you wanted to, say, run as an independent, you've got deadlines, and Texas being one of them is Monday. <laughs> so, and, and the estimate was $250 million to just get your name on the ballot. That's not talking about anything else. $250 million. You've got a deadline in Texas on Monday to get on the ballot unless you're a member of the Libertarian, Green Party, Republican, or Democrat Party, or the whatever other parties are going to be on the ballot. Deadline is Monday in Texas. If you're a Republican and you were wanting to mount a third-party bid, you have to have Texas in, in your, in your cap, cabinet there. You're not going to be able to do it. So for them to come up and say maybe run Jeb or some other third part, some other independent, you're not going to be able to do it. So they have to look at other alternatives like the Libertarian Party. I actually think this is going to damage SAS. Yeah, you could look at it that way, but let's remember what he said when he spoke at CPAC, that he was a conservative first, an American, or a Repub- it was Republican last. And he was only a Republican because he thought that the Republican Party was the best vehicle for his ideas. So is the Republican Party left Ben Sass in the dust? I don't know. I think it's going to hurt him drastically in this state. Because I will tell you, there There's were a peop- lot of Trump people out there that aren't going to forget that. On I'm, MS- tell I'm you. telling you, on MSNBC yesterday, I was standing in line and they did an interview and they asked him about Ben Sass and they walked down t- the rope line and it was ugly. He is probably in the single digits now in uh, the approval rating category. People in this state are mad at Ben Sass, no matter what he does on Obamacare. So. He, he, he's got to tread carefully here. You know, we'll see how the primary numbers play out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just think, you know, you can do whatever you want, but the people are, 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 are speaking here. <laughs> I'm telling I'm you, I, there were 4,000 people there yesterday, and they all were, were saying the same thing. And I've never seen a congregation of folks like I saw yesterday that, were of all different, you know, e- economic groups, races, colors, whatever. It 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 stretched across all lines. Women, men, you know. It it was it was crazy. So I, I'm telling you, don't discount Donald Trump, no matter what. Sean didn't, and he was right. So with that, let's take a break. I want to end this segment on that. Yeah, Sean being right. You know, that, well, that's the point of why you should listen to this show because everything Alan and I talk about usually turns out to be true. So, uh, you know, good job for uh, for joining us here on the program. We got one more segment left here on America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll get back uh, back into to the meat of it, or we could take your calls. You can decide that if you want to call in 402-342-1290. Had a couple people buzzing in, but they don't want to come on the air. So uh, if you do, that is available. We'll be right back. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Do you like being the smartest? person in the room go to healthreformexplained.com and learn about being a licensed ed bellis healthcare consultant know enough about obamacare to be dangerous because you'll be personally trained by me sean mcguire click healthreformexplained.com you are listening to america's healthcare challenge with sean mcguire 
Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope all is going well for you. What uh, what were some of the other stories that caught your attention, uh, Alan? Uh, so uh, I saw this article in the Frisco Enterprise, and it said a health care, a high health care cost harms us all. So basically, what they're saying is that you know, again, it comes back to choice. What are you choosing for your health care? You know, are you choosing to go to the ER all the time for simple problems? Maybe you should choose an urgent care or a hybrid emergency room type clinic or a quick care or a walk-in clinic. You know, you can cut your own costs by doing things like that. You know, knowing the types of healthcare facilities that are available to you can be the difference between paying a small copay or a high deductible like the ER for the same services. Uh, you know, hospitals lead hiring uh, as healthcare uh, adds 44,000 jobs in April. Of that, 20,000 were in outpatient settings, and in uh, the last 12 months, healthcare has added over 502,000 jobs all across the spectrum. And I'd also like to give a shout out to the nurses this week. This is Nurses Week. Uh, you know, our nurses take care of us when we're sick, no matter what the issues are. And I want to thank all of the nurses in the metro and to all of those listening across our different platforms. Thank you so much for what you do for us because we wouldn't be here without you. Totally. I'll, I'll uh, echo those comments. Uh, let's show Cal on America's Healthcare Challenge. Good morning, Cal. How you doing? Hi. Um, you know, I don't think the people really realize because they're too stupid to the whole United States. And I really mean it because uh, you got people uh, vote for Hillary. You know what she's went through. They got kids that are growing up with their vote for a lady like that. And then Trump, he's just as bad as her. He's a, To me, he's a Democrat. He ain't going to do nothing what he said he's going to do. Um, the Dow Jones, that's way overbought. Uh, people, or so many out of what, 94 million or something like that, people out of work. I look for it. It's going to be uh, 15 years or more before things even start straightening up in this United States. I, I agree with that, actually, Cal. Yes. Thank you so much Thank for your you. call here on the program. Brenda on America's Health Care Challenge, good afternoon. Hello. Um, I just have a question. I was listening to the the president's uh, comments at the press club. Uh, I, I don't know if it was a press club or the press um, event that they had in D.C., and he was talking about the death panels and made a joke about it. And I wondered, what the heck is going on with that anymore? Can you answer that question? Yeah, did you see that? Uh, oh, the, the correspondence House? dinner? Yeah, yeah, that was a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah, that was um. I, I so I suppose it was probably trying to make a, a joke in satire, but um, could could be perceived as quite insensitive to others. Right, and you know we've seen that a lot lately with uh, the jokes that are are insensitive. I mean, you know, and so I, I you know I don't think that anything has come of the comments of that were related back to Sarah Palin with the death panel comments. Um, I would have to do some research. I, I, I don't know what's come of that. Um, well, I just find it inconsistent that, like, if the Republicans propose any changes to Medicare, it's a granny getting pushed off of a cliff. Right. But, but they can make comments like that. Right. Yep, you know, exactly. So, you know, there's a double standard there. Thanks for the call, uh, Brenda, here on America's Healthcare Challenge. But it's like that is an issue that if healthcare costs continue to go up and we continue to be going into debt, then um, – I don't know where it, it's already happens from insurance companies, you know, putting barriers to access services. Well, yeah, I mean, a high deductible is a access a barrier access to quality care. Uh, the high cost, you know, the increasing cost of insurance is quickly becoming a barrier to quality care. Um, and so, I would have to say that you know we got to look at different mechanisms across the board to try and lower costs and. You know, whether that's direct primary care or 
working out a cash price with doctors who aren't in network. If you want to see a quality doctor, you know, you can work out usually a cash price with those doctors. You know, as I always say, you know, there's nothing to be scared about about asking a doctor about negotiating your own price. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if a doctor's in network, you can still negotiate prices with them. Um, It's up to you. It's your personal responsibility to take that into account. You know, we talk about free market economics. Dudes and ladies, take it up. Take, take up on your own and, and ask those questions about cost. You know, don't allow it to get, let, allow your own ca- health care cost to get out of control when you have the ability to hold the line in some ways. The problem ways. is they don't know the cost, though, either. No, exactly. But you can negotiate a cash price yeah, with, with a the doctor. Business, with with the, the doctor. Well, not them, with the business person. In yeah. But it's still, you know, I, I'll give you an example. Got a friend of mine, not going to mention name, they... They have a doctor who's out of network. Mm-hmm. They couldn't see him. They saw him or they saw him at an event. They talked with him and he said, you know what? If you're not in my network, I'll, I'll work out a cash price with you. You know, so uh, don't be afraid to ask those questions. This person was afraid. And I said, don't be. That's what he's supposed to do. If you like him so much and he's going to want you as a client, a patient, Ask, just ask the question, what will be the cash price if I come see you? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the business manager or the doctor, if mm-hmm. you have a relationship, ask the question. Even if you don't, ask the question. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I think that that's how we get to where, you know, we're we're in a business of offering solutions. That's one right there that you have the control to take into your own hands. And that is a strategy that might become more and more used as, uh, let's see, Oregon recently uh, released their rate uh, percentage, rate increases, um, 27% this week came out. And so that is on the heels of uh, of others out there. So premiums are going to be going up, deductibles are going up, and networks are going up. Maybe it might make sense to... You know, especially for smaller things, explore just doing a cash pay arrangement as opposed to right. running it through the system. Yeah. I mean, and that's what we talk about is, you know, what are the options for you besides insurance? Cash pay, there's MediShare, there's all kinds of different ways to go about this. Are they easy? No. But there are organizations out there that can help you figure that out. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think I know one. Yeah. Again, 402-884-9020 if you want to reach uh, any an organization during the week. Uh, that's Edie Bellis's, uh hotline uh, to, to, get a, to get a consultation set up. Or if you have any questions or concerns, both uh, as an individual or as a business, uh, about what you should be doing. And as a business, it's quite simple. Have your, has your handbook been updated since uh, the ACA? Uh, there's several reasons you might want to consider doing that. And uh, we'll talk about those next week as well as more news. Uh, Alan, final thoughts? I, I just want to reiterate personal responsibility and think about what you can do to better your own life. That's right. Personal responsibility uh, will be the key, and we just got to get uh, other people to understand that. We'll see you next week.